the Red Room Theater 2022 All Media Roundup. Yeehaw! You want to hear something sad, something terrible, something just sad beyond belief? You missed some goodness already. We recorded five minutes just now of just beauty, and it didn't record any of it. We lost we it. We can't get any of that back. I know. Listen, I had penis jokes. <laughs> I had what? music. The, the Willem Dafoe uh, homosexual quotes might, might have hurt us. <laughs> Might have hurt us. Yeah. Um, listen, I'm going to start by saying what I said earlier, but we're doing, doing it brand new. Do it live. Do it live. Listen, this is our... RRR. <laughs> okay, well, I haven't done the intro yet. They've got nothing. So here we go. Welcome to Red Room Theater, where we watch movies, we love movies. Starting this whole thing over. We were raised by movies. It's not like I got a ball to drop. <laughs> we are... On your chin. <laughs> <laughs> We are your host, <laughs> Ernesto Alanis. Antonio Marino. And everyone else will get one of the movies that helped raise us up. Tell my movie raised us right, raised us wrong. <laughs> Today we're not doing that. Today we're talking about we're doing a special end of the year podcast, okay? And here's the deal. Ugh. Just this week I was in the barber shop, and our boy Zach told us, he told me, he's like, you know what, every year on January 1st, I turn on your podcast, and it's my tradition to listen to your podcast is one of the things I do to bring in the new year. And that's really cool. That's a compliment, dude. Zach, thank you for that mad love. It, 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 it just thank you. It, it means a lot, man. All right. And I got another thanks. Man, deja vu. <laughs> We're doing all this over again, dude. I got to find it. I'm sorry, brother. <laughs> hey, listen. What if I didn't catch it five minutes? What if we did a whole hour and didn't have it? Then I would have said, have fun doing it by yourself. <laughs> You're right, though. Okay, so, my buddy Ray started listening recently. He used to be the singer in the metal band I was in. Uh, uh, By the way, you guys got to bear with my voice. Uh, It's gone. Listen to this. Yeah, Ernesto's finally drinking Miller Lights. (laughs) (laughs) We imported Big Reds from San Antonio. Had ordered on Amazon for like 20 bucks for this 12-pack. You money, know what? Money well spent if it's coming out your checking account. <laughs> okay, so Ray said about the podcast, this is my put me in a good mood for the weekend podcast. You and your brother are like audio antidepressants. Man. Thank you, Ray. That's mad love. Thank you so much, brother. That's so cool. Now, my number five movie for the year. And listen. Did you tell them what we're doing? So what we're doing is we're doing our, this is our, this is not our normal podcast. If you're here for the first time, we, at the end of the year, always look at all our, f- our favorite movies, favorite music, our favorite albums of the year. Because we love music, we love TV, we love movies. So, we're doing our top fives. We'll start with film today. Now, I had a lot of films on my list, but I, 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 was thinking, I had to taper it down. Here's what I ended up with. Now, number five is a film called RRR. And it's a Hollywood film from India. And this Hollywood film, if you've never seen an Indian film, Indian movies, I'm going to warn you, they're three hours long. Boo Radley. <laughs> Dude, 
I was preaching a few weeks ago, and I'm pre- I, I talked about killing Mockingbird. I'm like, Tony, what's that guy's name? You're like, Boo Radley. <laughs> that was you're like, damn. You're smart. <laughs> People are like, oh, oh no, I love Adam Sandler. <laughs> 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 what is that from? Dude? I don't know, but it's really funny. That's what I think about when you talk about Talugu, about Bollywood Indian movies. So, I mean, I would say, if you've never seen a Bollywood film, and you are, if you are, you never heard that song. What? You never heard that song? No. Oh, it's even funnier than you think. Okay, so if you've never seen a Bollywood film. They're all three hours long, <laughs> and every Bollywood film is a musical. If it's a horror movie, musical. Love story, drama. A legal drama is going to have songs in it. Every Indian movie is a musical. And this movie, RRR, the story is great. The, the, um, the action is so over the top, but I love it. If you want something completely, uniquely new, not American in any way, listen, you might watch it and go, if, you start, if you're 10 minutes in and you're like, this is stupid. What, turn it off. But if you if it gets you and you're like, okay, I see, I, it's a little exaggerated, but I'm in. Listen, give it a shot. The first, give it, watch the first 25 minutes. You meet the three R's. If that doesn't get you, you're not in. But if you watch and love it, join me in standing up. I stood up in my living room trying to do the dance moves I was watching, dude. And that's how much I love this film. So whack. So that was my fifth of the year, which is way different than your fifth of the year. Mine was because of the joy it brought. Yours was not. Mine's because of the depression. <laughs> and it was great. All right. So a lot of good movies this year. Oh, man. So many. Um, like Ernesto said, you had to wean them down. <clears throat> Can I please whittle wood with you? Um, so Christmas Day, I decided to drive out to Novi. Because this movie wasn't playing anywhere. Anywhere. Which is so stupid. That's what these... these Why do they do that? Listen, end of the year is hard because you have all these Oscar, Academy Award winning movies coming out, or Academy Award like nominee movies coming yeah, hopefuls. out. Hopefuls. Hopefuls, that's the right word. But they're only released to like art house cinemas. You can't go... It's just so mean. Like Most of these movies, like we can't watch till January 16th at wide distribution, which is for us... We can't watch it before our big podcast. Stupid. I missed 1917. That would have been on my top five two years ago, but it came out on January 16th. So what'd you see, bro? What'd you drive all that far down Christmas Day to watch? So if you know anything about the brothers, you know that we had a very big Brendan Fraser time of our lives where he could do no wrong. Encino Man. Even in Crash, he was awesome. Yes! Um... The Bed- mummy bedazzled. Oh, dude! I mean, bedazzled. That's a great movie, dude. Jesus's um, his uh, uh Im- impression of the athlete is spot on, incredible, it's dude. Too funny, dude. It's so funny, bro. So, our boy Arnofsky, in his dark weirdness, decides to put this movie out called The Whale, and it's, I mean, it's a Buzz on the Academy Awards. Oh man, at, at, the, at, the, at the I think at the Cannes Film Festival, he had like a twelve minute standing, standing ovation. ovation. He's crying. Yes. He is because yeah. he was out of Hollywood. He was and he wasn't. He's not Travolta out. Travolta just had some bad movies and kind of became a nobody. Frazier was blacklisted because Frazier talked. He started talking about some of the abuse in the in Hollywood. Oh really? And so he got blacklisted. He was out. 
And he's been out for a long time. Jeez. For like 20 years he's been out. I don't think anybody else could have played this role. And Arnofsky pulls a Tarantino. Like, I'm going to bring you back from the brink. Yep. How was this film, brother? Um, what's, what's the film called? The Whale. The Whale. And it's a double entendre because he's fat as hell. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, it's, it's more than just that? It's, it means something else, too? Yes! I don't know what else it means. There's a very underlying Moby Dick thing happening. Dude. The whole movie. And then when you realize why, oh my gosh. It is, the, it is very sad, very dark, very low budget. I mean, I, I bet you the movie was $100,000. It's all in his apartment. Um, Man. I don't want to give anything away, so I'm just going to say it's not what you think it's going to be. It is. The girl who plays his daughter is the redhead from Stranger Things. Oh, wow. She's, she's, she's great. Fantastic. What Tony said to me when he saw this, he's like, uh, it's, like a, it's like the master where you might not love. But it's a better movie. It's a better movie. He said, but the master was a film. That the performances were so good, even though the story was kind of whack. I'd watch it again to see Philip Seymour and Joaquin on screen together. Yes, unreal. Those two, their their abilities. Brendan Fraser, he's kind of in a league of his own with this movie. Dude. Now, is the hype real? Hell yeah! You, 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 Academy Award nominee yes. for sure. He oh, crushed. Yeah. He crushed oh. it, dude. The whole movie, he's so fat. Any movement he makes, he's profusely sweating. Oh my! He's gosh. always sweating. He's always wheezing. Um, anytime he does anything, he, he's like in fear of having a heart attack. His um, he's got this nurse that comes and sees him because he will not go to the hospital and he will not have insurance. He's just dying. I got to see this film. And at one point, his blood pressure is like two something over something. Oh my gosh! Like it's nuts. But he, and he's a stinking professor, so he's a he's a literary genius. Loves uh, writing, talking about writing, emotions behind writing. You'll it'll really get you. I'm scared of it, but I'm gonna see it as soon as it gets any kind of. If it's near here at all, I will be there to see it. I think Andrea and Henry are going to see it. Whew. I'm surprised you and Harmon didn't go see it. I, I just couldn't fit it in this week, man. Christmas week, Angie's family was out of town or in, in town. Okay. Now, my number two, or my number four, I should say, my number four is a film called Enola Holmes 2. Now, Enola Holmes is a Netflix uh, original. It's, it's a streaming film. Enola Holmes came out two years ago, and it's basically, she's the little sister of Sherlock Holmes. Oh, that's cool. And uh, the mom's played by um, crazy Tim Burton girl. His wife? Is that his wife? Yes. Oh, uh, what's her name? The one from Fight Club. Yes. Yeah, I forget her name. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't like her. <laughs> <laughs> well, she's the mom. She's not in very much, but she's the mom. And Enola Holmes is played by Stranger Things Eleven. My, Millie Bobby Brown. She's perfect because she's like British, ain't she? Dude, she crushes. So she's great. Me and Lena watch part one, and she loves it. Part two comes out. Let's watch it. It's a better movie than part Was two. Was she in part one, too? Yes. Better movie than part two. Part two's better. And you know who plays Sherlock Holmes? Is our boy Superman. Um, Cavill? Henry Cavill. He's awesome. He's a great Sherlock Holmes. 
Man, he got screwed. Twice in one year. Jeez. Lost The Witcher and lost Stinkin' Um. He left The Witcher for more Superman stuff. And they dropped him. You know who's taking his place on The Witcher? Who? The younger Helmsworth. I mean, good for Helmsworth, I guess. Get that money. Gotta make that bank. But Enola Holmes, who I was with my daughter, and for her, like watching it together with her, she having a, a, f- a female lead that's um, smart, capable, solving a mystery, it just, I watch what it does to her to, to see that kind of story. And watching it with her was such a joy. And also that the music's wonderful, it's, it's told well. Um, all the characters are written so, I mean, it's, it's fun, it's, it's a better film than the first one. If you like mystery, if you've got daughters, if you like strong female leads, give this movie a chance. So, with all that said, I will not be watching this movie. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, no, no, no. If you like women that don't make you a sandwich. (laughs) What's your number four, brother? All right, my number four, I want to do this in the proper order. So my number four is going to be a little movie called Barbarian. Woo-wee. This movie is the, uh, is the epitome of you think you know the whole movie by the trailer, but you know absolutely nothing. I love that. Nothing. Me and Vogel were talking about this. I love when that happens. Dude. I gotta bring up some of them. You've had a few of these this year. Yes. You've gone in blind a few movies. Listen, I'm I'm getting to a place in my life where I don't I skip trailer two and three. I want because yes. sometimes trailers give too much away. I wanna be surprised. I want dude, like Terminator uh, Genesis. They gave away the big like spoiler in the preview. I know. I'm like, isn't How that you? that was so stupid? Like J- John John Connor. Is a is a machine. Yeah. Like if you hold that back, let that be at least something in the movie to make you go, oh shoot, I didn't see that coming. So Barbarian filmed so listen, in listen. Detroit. It's about a neighborhood. <laughs> Barbary Street. <laughs> oh my gosh. But they're called Barbarians because the neighborhood's like Barbary or something. That's a great but name of a movie. It is okay, so I think I told the story. On our podcast, the company that I work for does a lot of demolition into city Detroit. I think it was like the second week I was working. Um, I was on the corner waiting to pull up because they're tearing down these houses and they're loading all the, the stuff, the all debris. the debris on, the, on our trucks and we take them to the landfill. Well, some people don't like that we're doing this because it cleans these neighborhoods up. Therefore, making the property values go up. They want to keep everything low, low. So some people do not like us better in the neighborhood. Well, right across the street from where I'm getting ready to get loaded, the neighbor comes out with a machine gun. And his girl comes out with like a RoboCop handgun. And they're like yelling stuff at us. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Like, my mom goes, did you have your gun? I'm like, Mom, I got a 38. If they're coming at my truck, I got enough time to kill myself with my own gun before they show up with the Predator helicopter stinking artillery. Um, 
That's the neighborhood that this movie's in. Unreal. Which dude. was amazing when I looked it up. Um, they really filmed there. They really filmed there. They took some still shots, but they filmed it somewhere. Okay, just inside shots. You don't need but to be they, in Detroit. They use like the neighborhood. There's yeah. a scene with Justin Long's in Metro Airport. That's awesome. It's crazy. But so the trailer tells you haunted house. No, no, it tells it, it tells Airbnb. You, yes, Airbnb snafu. And the so in your head, okay. So she's knocking on the door. She's trying to check in her Airbnb. Um, Scars guard staying at the Airbnb. He's like, "Who the heck are you?" Double booked mistake. You think that that the movie? Oh, he's obviously the killer. Yes, this is going to be some. You know, they gave us everything in the preview. It's a slash. Nothing flick. to do with any of that. That's awesome. There's absolutely nothing to do with that. Um, oh, and we're not giving spoilers. No spoilers in this no, podcast. No spoilers. But I will say, the craziest part of this movie is very small chance. But this could happen. F that. This really could happen. That's more, more hard than the top. That's hard. Me and Odell went and seen this one, and he was just like, that was a very creative way to tell it. So I was like, I agree. He's not a horror guy. I would say this is more thriller suspense. Wow. Um, with a horror element, but pff, great movie. That's all I'm going to give you. My number three. Is the most fun I had in the theater all year, by far. Top Gun Maverick. I can't disagree with this. I didn't know. I was like, "What is this movie going to be?" I, I, I'm a Tom Cuck. I'm a Tom Cruise. You're a Tom Cuck. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm a Tom Cruise fan. I'm a fanboy. Tom Cruise. Fanboy. And I'm like, "What is this movie going to be?" I knew. I, listen, I'm gonna tell you. I didn't love Part One. Top Gun One. I I would. I didn't see it as a kid, so I didn't have that nostalgia. You know that. Yeah. That movie. Was a movie of its time, big time. Yeah. Hold on, me do this real quick. Yeah, make sure we're recording, bro. We're recording. I'm just making sure it doesn't turn off. Um, so I go in like I didn't love part one, but like Rocky Four, just like Creed Two, elevated Rocky Four. Top, uh, Top Gun Maverick elevates Top Gun. It makes it a better film. Standing alone, this movie buries Top Gun. Buries it like. I can't believe how good this movie is. This, look at, I'm in a theater. It, and this is not much of a spoiler. The opening is, it's. Wait. Don't give it? No, you gotta let people enjoy this. Okay. From the opening From Jump frame, Street, you're. People are, <laughs> people are cheering. How about when, okay, so we're in a packed theater. Pack, it was great. It was a packed theater. And, and the opening credits start coming up, and you hear. I'm ready. <laughs> You're like, people, I, I mean, it's everything but them wearing their flight jackets. I mean, there's so many fans here. And we were all on the same page. And watching this on the big screen with a whole theater full of people that are watching it for the first time was an experience. And I'll tell you this. Um, how do you say it? Um, so, I'm in a barbershop. I'm back with Zach, okay? I got my hair cut. Guy comes in, tucking trash. He's like, and it's middle of summer. He's like, you know what? This year I'm celebrating the 4th. Because screw America. And I'm in the chair. I decide, you know what? You went after it? <laughs> Dude, I'm like, if someone's got to be the a-hole, it might as well be me. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, bro, what are you talking about? He's like, America sucks, man. I'm like, dude. America's- he said, yeah, well, won't you get out? <laughs> I'm like, dude, America's the best country on the planet. He's like, man, what are you talking about? And dude, so we start going after. He goes, well, America's done this, and America's done that. And I'm like, listen, every country 
every country on the planet has murdered, pillaged, stolen land. Every he goes, Canada has it. I'm like, dude, Canada. They're finding in the Canadian schools for the Native Americans up there. They're finding like piles of bones behind these schools because all so many kids died in these schools. He goes, no, it didn't happen. And uh, Andy was like, I read about that. It did happen, dude. Ah! <laughs> This guy's like, well, dude, I mean, our presidents are terrible. Got terrible. We've been a good president in you know, 20 years. I'm like, we've had some great presidents in 20 years. He goes, no, name one. I'm like, I'm like, what does it? What do you need to be a great president? And he, he stops. I'm like, tell me. And there's people in the th- there's people in there. And um, I'm like, tell me what someone's got to do to be a great president. He's like, I'm like, if someone has two great moments, is that enough? He goes, sure. Two moments, they're great. I'm like, okay. Bush was a great president. He goes, shut your mouth, Bush. He's talking. I'm like. Two great moments. Here you go. You ready? He goes, bring it. I'm like, first, 9-11. He's on the rubble. Remember, he's on the rubble with the little, the little um, mouth thing. The, and he can't get it to work. And uh, a guy yells from the crowd. And he's, it's all on the news. He's like, so he hears me yell, we can't hear you. And Bush just goes, but I can hear you. And it's, it's, a, <laughs> it is a, it's a presidential moment. <laughs> and then a week later. Bush walks out in the field at Yankee Stadium when they reopen baseball. Throws the first pitch. And it's a good pitch. That, that was the most important pitch in American history. That was a, a great pitch. He burned that thing right in the strike zone. <laughs> and dude, Andy again goes, I remember that. It was pretty awesome. <laughs> dude, so I'm like, like, Andy, you were five. Dude, I'm like, listen, I say I like Bush, but he had two great moments. He's not yet the worst like you say he is. So we're fighting for the final. I'm like, I'm like listen. You took all this trash, I'm going to tell you this. Sometimes, just want my Top Gun Maverick and wave the American flag and just say, America, I love being American. And dude, he got up and he left, dude. He, 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 on the way out the door, he looked back and goes, man, F American, walked out, dude. He's this white guy, I got under his skin so... Why was he so I don't, pissed? He just, I guess he's just watching too much... I don't know. Did a black guy get his job? <laughs> no, this guy was saying like America's too racist. He was like a re- he's really super liberal, and um, we were just being little. We were little. We weren't liberal enough for him. I love this, dude. Story. I I went to Maverick and did a fly. Like, sometimes oh, America oh. got to fly in there, be the good guys, and save the day. And this movie made you go like, that's right. I do love my country. And that, and I, this movie, it was just a moment of just like. Yeah, it's like we're here. <laughs> we're here. Let's have a let's have some First watermelon and spray the hose. Whoa, the- whoa, whoa! No, I'm, I'm just thinking in the backyard, have a picnic, spray the hose at the kids. Just have it. It's just just. Yeah, when our America, all the kids are dying from poison, lead poison. <laughs> oh, Dad, you poison us! Oh. Uh, Scrooge, acid rain. <laughs> so I love this film in the theater. It was an experience. And just the way they filmed it, it was unreal watching. It made it. me realize that older women are still hot. <laughs> Jennifer Connelly is a bombshell in this movie. Jennifer Connelly now is hotter than Kelly McGillis was then. I have no comment on these, these, these proceedings. So that's my number three. What do you got? Your dumber three? The number three. My number three. A little movie called Violent Night. Same, the same crew, well, plus one, went and seen this that seemed Maverick. Yep. I didn't know anything about the movie. I didn't even realize it was about the real Santa Claus. <laughs> 
I just do. I love Hopper. David Harbour's a great actor. I, I didn't even know Lewis Hamill was in it. Didn't know. When he showed up, I'm like, oh, hey. Dude. Father Time is mean to women like Beverly D'Angelo. <laughs> now, I'll say this. This Father Time, like, no spoilers. This film somehow managed Dude. to marry that cheesy Christmas, like, feel-good movie. For kids. With. Like, there's scenes. Oh, they're just sweet, happy. It marries that complete cheese with ultra violence. Die Hard. Like more than Die Hard, dude. I know. And listen, I was here for it. That movie, like you said it, it's making the yearly list. This is going to be one of, the, one of the ones I watch every year. Oh, for sure. And just laugh and enjoy because there are some moments in this film that are just crowd pleasers. I want... I want mom to watch this movie. Dude, she too. would love it. She would love it. Angie might not, but my yeah, mom but mom would love it, bro. There is some sweetness though. Next like, year. Emotional. Dude, like welled up sweetness. Dude. We we were laughing so loud. it was unreal how much we enjoyed this film. Um <laughs> I don't remember the last time I audibly said, "Let's go! Let's go!" <laughs> David Harbour's a gangster. Dude, he don't even have a leading man name, and he's no, awesome, he's he's killing the guy, older man, finally, because he's been in a lot of movies for a long time, always big yeah. roles, small roles, and Stranger Things help him finally make it. It's good for you. So we're here for you, dude. This movie makes the Christmas list for from every now on year. every year. This movie Scrooged. I don't know if Harold Kumar Christmas made it, but it was funny. Eight Bit was good too. Eight Bit was fantastic. I watched um, randomly. For the first time ever, it's a wonderful life I watched this year. And what'd you think? It might have to be on the Christmas list. It's really good, bro. Was it good, dude? Holy his teen forties. His incompetent assistant. You want to smack the guy around? It's his uncle. It's his, I can't believe, he, dude. He just he folds the thinking money. Here's what pisses me off. What what's the um banker's name? I can't remember his name. Never gives the money back. Never. He just takes it. <laughs> oh, we got to move on. Okay, dude. My number two. Three. No, my number two. Your number three. Number two. You did Maverick and RRR. And Enola Holmes. Oh, your second. My second. From best. Yes. I'm a dick cheeseburger. <laughs> I've never heard that in my life, dude. You don't know where that's from? No. I know you guys think I'm a dick cheese burger. <laughs> What's that from, dude? John Street and Merlin are pissed right now. I, 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 it's from Airheads. Dude, I've, I don't know Airheads as well as you do, man. Man. Okay. Number two for me is The Batman. Clocking it three hours long. Three hours and I was here for all of it. I've watched this movie three times since it came out. Saw it once in the theater. I've seen it twice on HBO Max. Robert Pattinson, we thought, can he do it? He does it. Colin Farrell's the penguin. Wow. Colin Farrell stole the movie. He's in. I, I, I watch his seats because I'm like, dude, Zoe, Zoe Saldana. Is it, no, Zoe um, Kravitz? Kravitz. Zoe Kravitz. She's incredible as Catwoman. No shit. I mean, but she's just got so much like raw energy. And John Turturro out of nowhere as Falcone. Yeah. I mean, this movie, someone said to me the other day, I just, do we need more Batman? 
Batman, like the Joker, is such a rich character, you can play it different ways. And in the Batman, they make him truly a detective. And I love seeing him be the greatest, the world's greatest detective. I the Batman, start to finish, I loved it. His his car in this. Maybe the best Bruce Wayne. Maybe the best Batmobile. Oh yeah. That's the way they film that sequence. Unreal. Maybe the breast. I mean, Freud was right. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that's available right now HBO Max Listen, streaming And if you want to go deeper into that We did a podcast on it mm-hmm. so Let's move on Because we have plenty more to get to Yeah we do We're at 28 minutes already Jeez man We're not even to the stinking Alright My number two Ernesto just watched it for the first time Woo I cannot believe this didn't make your list Well you had um, so I, stepped, I passed I so, off it Yeah If you are a fan of, of Jordan Peele not Jordan Peterson, Jordan Peele, which I like both. Um, nope was his third home run. If he hits a grand slam and does four four in a row, yeah, he's in the talks for top dog because this movie took a sci-fi drama and made it a thriller or made it a horror movie. There are scenes in this movie that are straight horror. Horror! Bro, I watched this alone at midnight up to 2 a.m. I was hugging my pillow, dude, hugging it tight. I was, I was listening to Metallica. I was like, oh, hold your pillow tight. Um, I was... Well, oh, shit. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> um, this movie was brilliant. Because the, the, the flying saucer, uh, that, ty- that genre... Almost feels like, oh, it's played out. Made it new again. Dude. Made it new again. Again, no spoilers here. Nope is streaming where? Peacock. Do, yes. Do, 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 Peacock. I, I, dude, you know what I'm going to do? I told Lena, I'll let you watch one scarier movie for your birthday. I said, do you want Nope or Alien? And she chose Nope. When are you guys watching? Sunday night. Oh my gosh! I'm so excited for this, dude. It's gonna be a lot for. There are scenes in this movie that I was scared out of my mind watching. Dude, can she handle? Uh, dude, listen. I don't. I'm gonna, no spoilers. Yes, that's the scariest part. That's the scariest part of the movie. That's the scariest yes, part. Yes, it of the is. Movie. The, the, I want that movie made, dude. There are chapter titles in this, and I don't know what chapter title is my favorite because yeah. every chapter is so good in this movie. Not only do they take off perfect, they land it. They land this movie. And Jordan Peele... They as, get every they get uh, physical emotions from you. Yes, they do. Jordan Peele, like, great horror should make you think about the world you live in. It, it's, it, it, that shouldn't, it, it shouldn't be like a sermon, like preaching at you, but it should be subtle things that sing about the world we live in. And this movie has these subtle, subtle reflections on the, on the, world, the world we live in currently. And made me think about how I, how I look at media, how I look at animals, and it, it was very yes, very good film, dude. It it encapsulates everything in today's society. And I would say this: I'm glad Jordan Peele's making movies with primarily black casts because yes. you get because oftentimes you'll have a like white cast with a black character that black character often plays a similar 
character in every meal because it's the black character in the in the party. Having multiple black characters, you get to see the richness of the black experience, and I really was thankful for that. So I I, I just thought and. I mean, the sister, I don't know who she is, but she's fantastic. Um, the brother's great. Dude, I was so sad. Keith David, when he, we, we, you know, I wish he had a no bigger role. spoilers. No, I just think he wasn't in a lot. He, I tell you what, you give him five minutes, I'm in. Oh, dude, he's Keith David is stud. a national treasure. National. And he's always been, dude. Steve Ewan, out of nowhere, you, what a role he was here. Um, the Purple People, your guy? No, um, the... Um, the prize, uh, yes, amazing. This film has you guessing like what is going on, and just slowly opens up and brings you in. Woo wee! It's like signs on steroids. Yes, it is. I love how you think something happens really early, dude. Dude, you're like, oh no! But how many times? And you heard me talking. She goes, like, she's like, I heard you whispering. I can't do this. I can't. I can't do this. This can't be happening. Dude, I was. How I was times, talking to myself. How many times dude. did you physically say, nope? <laughs> dude, I said it a few times, dude. What a great title of a Fantastic movie. Fantastic movie. Nope. Like it just. It just. There's times you're like, that's my number two of the year, dude. It's a great number two. Right. Great. My number one for the year. My number one for the year. I'm, I can't believe I missed this one. Is Prey. Listen, I told this to my sister in law just the other day. She, I'm like, have you seen Prey? She's like, why would I see? I'm like, what, what is it? It's a Predator movie. She goes, why would I see? I've never seen a Predator film. I'm like, listen, you don't need Predator to like Prey. The Predator friend, like, like Predator, Alien, Shredder, these franchises that are out there, what they try to do is they often try to make you feel how the, the director felt when he was a kid, how he, when he saw it. So, like, Rodriguez does Predators, uses all the same music from Predator 1, right? They do things to, like... Predators, is that Brody? Yes. Great. I loved it, but it, it, the musical cues could play complete homage to the original movie. Or they take it and they just, like, change a little bit to kind of add to the lore, you know? That's fine. But what you're doing, you make the franchise insulated. You have to watch all the movies to get in. Pray instead of saying I'm gonna, I'm gonna change, I'm gonna tweak the mythos or pay homage to the part one, they decide I'm just gonna tell a great story with this great character someone created. And Prey just tells a story. It takes it's the predator and they put it in Native American, early American history. They just drop them in there and say, let's watch great characters interact and this thing exists in their world. Um, did you read? Yes! Yes! Didn't we talk about we this? We talked about this! We said, man, they should do more. Just drop a predator in different parts of history. They're going to drop them in feudal Japan yeah. against samurais! Dude. <laughs> <laughs> listen, listen. Because <laughs> I thought, so I watched Prey three times in three days. Watched it alone on a Saturday morning. Blew my mind. I mean, Lena watched it again on Monday morning. Then me and Angie watched it on a Tuesday night. And the reason I let Lena watch it was this reason. Because Predator to Ernesto is prey to Lena. As a young boy watching Arnie, a man's man, and, and Apollo Creed, and just the body of Ventura, watching these awesome guys fight it made me want to be a man. Lena got to watch a young girl who wasn't the strongest, who wasn't the baddest. She wasn't even the best warrior in her no. clan. No, and like, some movies, and this is, I'm going to, I'm going to get Man, her brother. Dude, oh! listen. Some movies, and, and some movies want to make women uh, leading characters, which I'm, I'm, I'm for that, but they, to do it, they, they, make, they make the woman, I hate when I see a 100-pound woman kick a 300-pound man, he goes to a door. That's not going to happen. 
if a 100-pound frame woman hits a 300-pound man, it's not going to phase him. So they try to make these women BA and give them un- super, like, like supernatural moves against big... Fl- if it just Instead of trying to make her overpowered, they make her... Smart. They make her a person. Yeah. Because you don't have to have... You're gonna be have, you're gonna be flawless to be a hero. Having limitations Uh-oh. makes you more heroic. Rocky being a big dumb lunkhead made you love him more. Made me relate. Whereas like someone like Seagal, who you can't even hit the guy, like eventually you get those two movies get a little old because you're like, this guy is always. Yeah, the, but there's a couple bangers. Though. I know there is. <laughs> I know. But once he's past those bangers, they're bad. Yeah, but what did you think of the Native American one? It was still fun. Awesome, dude. <laughs> when he beats the guy up in the bar. Like to throw up on the floor. Dude, he's crying. He goes, I try to be a better man. <laughs> he's all bleeding, dude. <laughs> he's crying for that, dude. It's the, it's the gas man for Dumb and Dumber, yeah. dude. <laughs> he's all crying. So it's all broken. I think I had gas. <laughs> but in, pray if, if you, this is a Lena... Love this film. And she doesn't have any repetitive movies. They don't, don't need to. This establishes all the movies <laughs> to know. She probably doesn't need to watch any of them. Dude, I don't know if she needs <laughs> don't to. Don't let her watch one and two, that's for sure. This Prey was a surprise yeah, and was. a joy, and it is my movie of the year. Beauty is a joy forever. My man, John Keith said that. That's my man. You know that, right? <laughs> Where's that from? I don't know. White man can't jump, dude. All right, my number one. We got to move along, dude. We got to speed through the albums. Yeah. Um, I guess I think I should do it at nine o'clock. Whatever. Um, my number one. Now, there's there's reasons behind this. This is the best movie I've ever seen. No. Is it the best movie I ever seen in 2022? No. Did this movie make me? For the first time in ever, almost throw up during the first time ever I heard reviews about a movie. People are passing out and throwing up. And I'm like, man, just shut up. I went and seen this movie. And for the first time in my movie going career, took my popcorn, set it on the floor. Dang, dude. Because I was like, I'm getting weak, stomach tear. Like, it, my stomach's doing the washing machine. Little movie by the name of Terrifier 2 is my number one movie of 2022. They took a character that was just in addition to an anthology series. Right. And they made him a leading man. They made they put him like he's the new clown on the block. The new evil, murdering, yeah. villainous, murderous El Guapo. Dude, Terrifier 1 was great. This movie was made by a Kickstarter. That's unreal. So I think it was $200,000 budget. That's unreal. So Blade Disgusting Network put it out. It was in the movie theater for around Halloween time. Three or four weekends. Yes. Made $10 million. They, they no idea was going to make this. This movie should have made nothing, but people, Dude, the word spread. That's the thing. The word was out on these O'Neaters. <laughs> and it's O'Neaters. Listen, presidential flashcards. So, but they did a great job. Good story. Great kills. He's uh, uh, more like a mime. So he's 
even even when he is laughing and open his mouth, nothing's coming out. So he's doing crazy stuff, and it's there's it's total silence. His performance is incredible. There's a scene where he's in Halloween USA, and it is amazing. Um, I probably could have chopped. It's like the two half two two fifteen two twenty. It's a long horror movie. I probably could have chopped forty five out of it, but. I mean, there's dream sequences that are insane. I showed Jesus about 10 minutes, and he was like, oh, my gosh. It, it's literally like face to death, dude. Whoever is the makeup artist on this and the special effects guys, it's all practical, too. Unreal. Which is what I love. Uh, Terrified 2 gets my number one spot for 2022. Wow, that's, those are our movies. Art the Clown might make my horror leg. I'll put it that way. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yes. Now we go to our music for the year. Now, Tony, you are the musician more than I am. So start us off with your number five. Which okay. your... So I went to Texas this year for my cousin's wedding. Yes, we did. Um, oh, yeah, we both went. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm used to just doing that whole journey by I know, myself. I know. Because uh, if you don't know anything about me and Ernesto's family, we have fun. <laughs> this family is. My family is the most loving, welcoming people. But we have fun. <laughs> having Ernesto for a week being my DD was fantastic. <laughs> so I get home from Texas, and my buddy Sean calls me up, and he says, "What are you doing tonight?" I said, ah, "I just got home, you know, and I just you know I'm uh, going back to work tomorrow. It's like a Tuesday." <laughs> and he said, "Look, man, Sparta is playing the Crowfoot." He goes, "Lee's going to get us in for free." I said, ah, what a great us. venue, said, dude. Screw it, I'll go. Because Sparta was playing before the Get Up Kids. Okay, so you can get there early. So I'm like, dude, you know what? I'll be he's like, you'll be in and out. You'll be you'll be on your way home by 8:30. I said, that's perfect. Sparta was so incredible. And I was having so much fun. I stayed for both bands. <laughs> but Sparta's got a new record. And it's a self-titled record. And for the first time ever. I met the band. Man. Bought some merch, got a vinyl. Um, they, for the first time ever, they toured as a three piece. So the singer was playing guitar and, and singing. Wow. And they were awesome, super cool dudes. Um, new record. I think if you. It's probably. The third best record. It's okay. really good. That's awesome. And I, I, you know how I feel about new shit. I know. I don't like new stuff. I'm 90s. Everything. Which is why Terrified 2 I love so much. Because it brings back that old slaughterhouse. Yeah. Um, Sparta, self-titled. Check it out. My number five album of the year. It's, it's a surprise. It's called The Tipping Point by Tears for Fears. I forgot they had an album came out. Listen. I, I've always loved you. You told me about it. I listened to that first song. I was like, "Damn!" So I, I read uh, the Rolling Stone. Vocally, they have not lost a second. No, they have not. Their melody, they, 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 their, uh, their melodies together, their harmonies, right? Their yes, harmonies yes. are unreal. And so I'm, I'm excited for the album. I read Rolling Stone article or interview, and they said, you know, we had, some, we hired some big, uh, big name writers. 
they wrote some stuff, they made the force, and we listened to the album, and it sounded like everything else you on the radio, and we hated it. So we just tore, threw it all away and wrote it ourselves and played it ourselves. And this is what they got. It's a little, it's, it's what you call it, it's dialed down, it's stripped down, but it's, it's just talented musicians, talented songwriters, talented vocalists doing what they do. Yep. It's a great album to put on when you're in the garage working. It's a great album to put on when you're cooking in the kitchen. It's a good, chill album. I like it. Dude, my buddy uh, Merlin took his wife to see Tears for Fears this year. Dang it. Garbage dude. opened. That's, I, I don't know garbage. They good? Garbage? I'm I know who they happy are. when it rains. I, I, I know their single. That's it. I don't know anything else. Queer is the, the queen. Do, 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 do. I know that song. But dude, Merlin said it was one of the best shows ever. That's awesome. Um, so that was my number five album, dude. I loved it. I love, it's a great album. My number four comes from one of our last remaining grunge singers. Yep. Cheers to you, Eddie Vedder. Your, your, Still going. Your album, Earthling, made my top five. It's it's a little too produced and too clean for my liking, but his vocals are nasty good. I love it. Metal, his, his vocal melodies are written around a very small verse with a huge chorus like he does. I love it. it I I think you'll dig this album. I gotta listen to this album. Dude. Listen to it. It's it reminded me of when that new Pumpkins album came out in 2020. <gasps> it was amazing. Amazing. Um, it's it's kind of got that real like okay moving vibe. I like. You'll it. like it. You'll like it. So that's my number four. Okay, my number four is hilarious. It's this is hilarious. Midnight's by Taylor Swift. And you, my friend, are part of the problem. <laughs> <laughs> listen officially. No, I got. Hey, I, I can't. Thursday hate night it. football. I watch my football because I like watching football once in a while. And every uh, Thursday Night Football is trending on Twitter. Unless that Taylor Swift, I'm going to think you're watching balls, balls. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm watching uh, NFL Thursday night, and, and, and it's trending on Twitter. I'm like, why is Thursday Night Football trending? So I turn it on, and apparently, so I find out that they're launching the trailer for a new album at Thursday Night Football, and the, the, the album launches Friday at, uh, Thursday night at midnight. So it's giving a f- trailer. And then four hours later, dropping the album, which I'm like, so just wait for the album. But but apparently, what are Swift fans called? The T Swift Nation. I don't know what they're Swifties? called. Who knows? <laughs> but they, they they didn't tell you which commercial break it was going to be on. So all these Taylor Swift fans just watching football, waiting for Taylor. Kind of genius. So Thursday football that day was like the ratings were off the <laughs> chain. Taylor Swift fans waiting for it. So I'm like, man, why is it? So then I wake up the next day, and all over Twitter, talking about the albums and the songs. I'm like, I get in my car, and I'm like, I mean, I saw the trailer on the football. Everyone's talking about it on Twitter, so I just turn it on, and it jams. Oh, that is a banger. It, That's like when Miley Cyrus' record hit that one year, and I was dude, freaking out. I was it. driving around listening to it. I'm like, there's just a couple songs. I'm like, these lyrics are good. There's some songs that She's are... She's talented, dude. I ain't going to hate on her. She's talented. Like, Antihero's a sad song, but it's catchy as crap. Vigilante, dude, I'm like, dang, girl, you you mean. Like, she, there's some songs I really enjoy. <laughs> and, dude, my daughter loves T-Swift. She asked me to take her to the concert. Did you say I don't have $2,000, sweetheart? Well, then it sold out during the pre-sale. And people were online to get matched for hours. There's a whole debacle. I'm like, Lena, I showed the news. I'm like, it, it's a wreck. No one can go. But I'm like, and plus, it would have cost us a fortune to go. And they're not even in Michigan. It's Chicago if I want to see Taylor Swift. So Midnight's, she is a marketing genius. 
Her marketing was so good, it pulled a non-T-Swift fan into the mix, and I enjoyed the crap out of that album. I mean, I listened to it 20, 30 times, dude. It's out of control, dude. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I, I liked it. I liked Let's it. Let's get to a real band here. Who the crap is this new band, Tool? <laughs> that, that was my... The epitome of my pride in rock and roll. Right, Tool beat Taylor Swift. Tool, all these Taylor Swift fans are like, who's this new band, Tool? Because they knocked her off, number one. Yes. Well, dude, Taylor Swift had... Here's the difference. Tool puts out an album every 10, 15 years. Seven years, if so, you're lucky. I don't know any other Taylor Swift albums. I don't know any of her songs. You don't know Red? No. <laughs> That's a good album. <laughs> I'm Listen, talking shit on you, but she's good. I don't know her stuff, but this album, I listen to it, I'm like, I think I, it's... it's she probably had great writers and producers, but it's still a good record. And Badoosie. Let's keep moving. Okay, go. Number three, Unlimited Love by the Chili Peppers. This album, the weakest song is the single. This album wow. slaps, slaps. The drums and bass are insane. For Shawnee's back, so the stinking uh, high harmonies are back. Woo! Incredible. And this is the first band, I think it might be the first rock band ever. There's something. They put out another album. Two number one albums in one year. Come on. Yes. Good for them. Yes. So, Unlimited Love, Skip Black Summer, everything else is a bang. Actually, that song doesn't suck, but great album. My number three is an album called Life After Death by Toby Mac. Uh, last year, Toby Mac, uh, I, I mean, Mac, he, he was he is a uh, a rapper who was the Michael DC talk. If you're in the Christian world, that was like the Beatles for Christian it music. Um, oh man, do we love <laughs> DC talk? We had Jesus Freak T-shirts, <laughs> dude. It was unreal. and we're like, it, it, Freak is an ardent enthusiast. <laughs> <laughs> so- <laughs> so, oh, it was like just a phenomenon though that band was when they were out. So. Toby Max making music, and, and, and it's from his first album. I've listened to like every album he's ever put out. He's always had his little boy on the record. Even when he was like five, he'd do like a little like. Well, you remember the um, Supernatural live experience? With It's like a, the whole behind yeah. the scenes. That's when the kid was born. We, we oh, watched him as a baby. Man. So he, start, he started his musical career. He was kind of his working through his faith. So his, so his album wasn't all God and Jesus. It was like just him kind of just a person dealing with. He battled with depression and stuff. And Stinkin' last year, he died. Overdose, right? Drug overdose. He died after, after his first big show. And it crushed his father. And this album is him dealing with his son's death. Like, even my daughter, she listens to this sometimes. Like, she has her own iPad. So she'll, she can't bring it into a room, you know, overnight. Because I try to take care of, like, screen time stuff. But she'll take a shower and put her jam out. And I'll listen to her until we Mac in the shower. And she'll ask me questions. She's like, Dad, this song says this lyric. What does this mean? And we talked about, there's, some, there's a song where him and, his, and the daughter sing a, a duet. And the daughter like, makes this, says this line about how like, she ha- got, has his car. And driving around in his car and just like he's with her every day. It, it, it's, it's brutal. There are songs that are, because they're just dealing with their, he's gone. And they're trying to deal with what, what is our faith mean when someone we love dies in such an awful way it's a very raw album there's some hope in it but there's some real allowing for pain and breathing i dug the album dude 
staying on that same genre. Me and Ernesto, huge 90s CCM Christian music guys. Loved it. We loved PFR, Newsboys. I mean, uh, Plank Guy. Dude, it was out of control. I mean, we, we loved it all. So, one of our favorites, definitely one of your favorites. Heck yes. Stephen Curtis Chapman. He just, he had a tendency to make albums that made you think of church camp. <laughs> Sunshine, fun. Yes. Even that movie, he was the lifeguard. It was great. I mean, so Ernesto says, Stephen Curtis got a new album. Yeah. You should check it out. I'm like, man. <laughs> I put it on, dude. And I'm like, what, what, what? <laughs> Turn it up, dude. I'm like, it's 1994. <laughs> this is incredible. Whole album slaps. It's, inc- it's I, easy, simple, fun. 90s style Christian music. Fantastic. If you're not a heathen like half of our <laughs> listeners, check it out. It's really good. <laughs> this also goes with me. I hate new stuff. So yeah. if here's something that I really like, I grab it. Yep. This is one of them. Dude, love it. So for me, number two is an album called Church Clothes by Lecrae. Church Clothes Part 4. Oh, by the way, the album's called Still. Still. Okay. So Church Clothes Part 4 by Lecrae. Uh, Lecrae's a, a rapper who used to be like a Christian rapper, real like safe, youth group loved him, and he, like, like, a, lot of, like a lot of people, um, when, um, when George Floyd died, was murdered, he, and before that there was a couple high profile murders of young black men, and it seemed to be in the church world, the assumption was... Well, they were dangerous because they were right to kill them. That was the, the that was the assumption. The you assumption said, you was said against in the church world, right? Yes. Oh yeah. In the Did church, that make you sick. In the church world, the assumption was that that young black kid is a thug, and like Trayvon Martin, basically, he's wearing a hoodie. What are you going to do? So Lecrae sees this and he puts out a tweet saying, "Man, this young kid got killed, and it makes me sick." And now this Lecrae, when he was just singing about Jesus and staying in the right, you know, the 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 the, the suburban church lane, everyone loved him. But as soon as he said something like that, people he loved, people he was like thought he was boys with, came out against him on Twitter and told him to keep politics out of you know out of off your out of your mind. And Lecrae got crushed and, and got pushed out of the Christian scene. And he started making music with guys that were just rappers. Started making music with people who are just musically awesome. He, he, he really went back. He left to the white church world, went to his black roots. And this album is him kind of... Listen, this dude can rap with the best He's of got talent. Real he's talent. He's an Atlanta rapper, dude. So he, this album is kind of him dealing with this like, like, am I still a Christian? Do I still believe this stuff? And there it is an honest, soul-searching punch the church in the face while at the same time saying, I don't hate you. I love Jesus, but you guys are stupid. And I'm like, let's do it. I'm like, yeah, we are. Like, yeah, we is. We stupid. Who's you people? Like, it is, there's a song at the very end called Deconstruction. And it is a brilliant song. And it was like, it was like, um, it was like a bandage to my own soul. 
you know, because I don't really fit a lot of times in the middle in the middle class church world. Like I do things that they think is you know they they well, whoa I watch rated our movies oh and I'm like listen I go to the strip club oh I'm gonna choke up that's what she said no I soon as I'm like no no okay this is a horrible admission. <laughs> so I was at the strip club. One oh my time, god! And this stripper sitting next to me, she's like super bubbly, and she was asking me what kind of music I like, and I'm like, "What do you listen to?" And she's like, "I listen to K Rock every day on my way to work from sitting." And I'm like, "Oh, <laughs> is that a Christian station?" Yes. Oh my gosh! It's just uplifting. I'm like, "Yeah, for this place." <laughs> oh my god! Well, you're uplifting for me. <laughs> Moving on. Moving on. <laughs> so, Church Club of Lecrae, I really enjoyed it. And I also, I, I, I have a, heart, a soft spot in my heart for hip-hop and rap. I just, I love, there is a, a righteous anger in that, in that musical style. Like, like even when Lucha you Soul first hit by Eminem. Of course, it, you picked a white dude. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm saying that, that song reminded me of just that anger of living in the inner city and the hopelessness but the I'm gonna keep fighting there's that dude which I love it is okay number my number one not, nothing special one of my favorite bands you love these guys Blue October put out a new album called Spinning the Truth Around start to finish almost concept style listen to it in order great record going to see him in um March yeah, got tickets. Great live show. Great lyricist. Were they playing? Royal Oak, baby. Oh man, dude, it's gonna be fantastic. Already sold out. It's tickets left. It's tickets left, but there's a lot of people reselling, so I paid to a double. Oh, it sucks. It was eighty nine dollars for my damn ticket. Probably a thirty five dollar ticket. <sighs> so Bastards. stupid. Ticketmaster's the worst. Well, the worst. These other uh, places are owned by Ticketmaster, and they're allowed to do all this. Yep. Whack. All right, you're number one. My number one. So. My favorite musician since 1995 has been the same person. Yep. It's a, I mean, it's a guy by the name of Rich Mullins. I met him really early in my, in my like, Christian experience. He's a, but he's not a CCM guy. He's not a Nashville guy. He was a Christian writer, started writing music. He's got a weird voice. He's not a great, you know, he's not a great, vocally he's not awesome. He's not good as Chapman. Hell no. But Rich, um... Was a man who sold the world. <laughs> he um, took a vow of celibacy, a Oof. vow of chastity. Sorry, no, vow, sorry, vow, vow of chastity, a vow of poverty, and a vow of obedience. Chastity? Yeah, celibacy, same thing. It's like putting a metal underwears on. Chastity belt means you're not gonna. Yeah, um, <laughs> that wasn't a real thing. I was just. No, that's a real thing. That was the, a real thing in belt? medieval Europe, yeah. Man, I bet it's stonk. I mean, I've heard, I, I don't know, if, I think it is. I think this, I've heard about that existing. So, Anyways. Anyway, remember, dude, Robin Hood and Tights? Yes, that's where I first seen it. <laughs> With the lock on it. <laughs> anyway, um, so Rich, he literally, um, when, he, when he made it, he... Went to his church, 
And when you make records, you tell the company who to pay. And they usually pay the, the producer or pay the, the writer, you know. So he said, listen, I want all the money I make to go to my church. And he goes to church. It's church, you get the money. You give me every year the annual working, ma- or annual working salary for a working man in America. And so someone asked him once, how much money do you make? He goes, I don't know. He goes, how much money did the last album make? He goes, I don't know. He's like, what do you mean you don't know? He goes, man, if I knew how much I made, it'd be hard to give it away. And he lived... He went to Nash. He went to a, a he got awards from he wants the Dove Awards in, in Nashville, and he got there and it's just like everyone's you know kissing that booty. Yeah, and he just went and he's like he, he's at the party and he's just hating life. So he just went and jumped in in uh, with the servers and started serving food to everybody. He was in the buffet line, and one guy recognized him like, "What are you doing back there?" He goes, "Ah, this is more of my scene," and he just stayed that whole night. And that's, and that's rich, had an indelible impact on my life of just choosing to live simply, choosing to live, um, to give give a lot of your... Now, did he have like an old Jeep? Yeah, he died in his Jeep. Oh, dang. He died uh, pretty young. He um, was... A, um, he was How old? I think he was like, I think he was under 40. Dang! And, uh, they were driving to a concert and... Uh, Someone fell asleep, Jeep rolled over, he was thrown from the vehicle, hit by a semi going the other way on a, on a two-lane highway. Where are your seatbelt kids? I'm telling you, dude, he died like four times. Like, Oh, my gosh. So th- just this year, there's a Kickstarter. A lot of musicians that I really like um, say Rich was their I- influence on them, that his writing style. And so a lot of the people that have been inspired by him got together, and there was Kickstarter, and I, I backed it. And they made a tribute album, just their favorite songs they recorded. And this album dropped, and it made the songs new again. Sometimes it happens when you hear mm-hmm. a song so many times, hearing someone sing it new. This album was a two-disc set. It's called Bellsburg, The Song of Rich Mullins. This, song, this album ministered to me big time. I listened to it, I mean, 50, 100 times this year. This was my go-to album of the year. Rich Mullins is my boy. I miss him. And I'm just grateful that my hero ended up being someone who taught me to be like Jesus and not like Trump. <laughs> oh my gosh. Way to piss off half our Listen, I'm not I'm just saying I yeah, I don't I, I just mean this. I mean you're not wrong. I don't wanna I I don't wanna love I don't wanna worship money, I don't wanna worship power, I don't wanna worship influence. I wanna be a nobody who loves people and serves them. And not many people want to be that. Even big preachers want to be somebodies. And Rich taught me be a nobody and be cool with it. And I'm cool with it, man. So going to TV, <clears throat> I'll start us off. I got a Netflix special. That's my number one, number five. It's called Pepsi Where's My Jet. It's a three-part documentary. And man, do I hate Pepsi. <laughs> like, this... Documentary is a wild ride. I think it's five episodes long or something like that. Maybe five episodes. Four. Four, four episodes. episodes. It's a wild ride. I didn't know how it ended because I remember I remember reading about it when it yeah. happened, but I didn't know how it played out. It is. It's all nineties. The, the the soundtrack is fantastic. It's fantastic. Visually, the, it's, the it's commercials great. from the nineties are wonderful. It's about a kid who saw a commercial Pepsi advertised, called their bluff, and Pepsi had us. St- they come out looking real bad in this. Um, but I'm a Coke drinker, and now if someone comes, if I, if I order, if I'm at a restaurant, I, I'm like, I'll have a Coke. They say, Pepsi, all right? I'm like, no, I have water. Like, I am not drinking Pepsi, dude. Oh, you're not that nice about it. <laughs> I'll take Coke. Pepsi, okay? Nope. 
<laughs> and then you're done with it. Dude, I'm done with it. But it's it's a fun show. Four episodes. If you like documentaries, if you like the 90s, if you like the Cola Wars. Um, the Cola Wars are fun. Yes. Dude, Pepsi, though, they did some good commercials back in the day. Yes. Like uh, the Pepsi Challenge is famous. Oh, yeah. That was a great marketing and campaign. The cups they used on the show for the Pepsi Challenge were great. It's, it was great. So it's a, it was, I love the show. My top my number five of the year. All right. My number five of the year. It's been on this list every year it's been out. Come out. Cobra Kai? Yeah. It's spectacular. Every time it comes out, it lasts a day and a half. (laughs) I watch the whole thing. Easy watch, half an hour episodes, 10 of them. They bring back every original character from the first three originals. Even Mike Barnes was on this last season. Man. Fantastic. And it wasn't how I wanted it, but Mike Barnes has a little sparring session, I guess, with Chosen, and it's awesome. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. That would be awesome. But, I mean, it's all the originals. Even Elizabeth Shue was in an episode. Unreal. I mean, if you grew up the, where we did the 1984 it's a sweet spot. Cobra Kai, or... or, or Karate Kid is just, it's its genius. They pay homage to Stinkin' Pat Morita in every season, which is awesome. I love it. Um, if you love the first trilogy of Karate Kid, this show, it's almost like a high school show, but all the adults are hilarious. I love it. Love it. My number four is a small TV show called Why Didn't They Ask Evans? It's on. It's uh, It's a BBC show. My wife and I, we pay for a BritBox, which is a British TV, a British streaming service. My wife loves murder mysteries. She loves them, dude. Like, we watch all these shows like Father Brown and um, Hercule Perot. All these, like, the Christie murder mysteries we watch. Or J.K. Chesterton murder mysteries. Shake it back and take it out. Basically, Murder, She Wrote. It's, she loves that. She loves that. So, I, I, we grew up on that. Columbo, dude, Murder, She Angela Wrote. Lansbury was never not old. <laughs> dude, she was never not old. Old. Blue-haired white chick forever. I mean, Mercy Road was on when we were kids, and in my mind, she's already an old woman. Yeah, but I was a broomstick. She was old, dude. I'm, it's crazy. So, this show, directed by Hugh Laurie House, he directs it. It's nice. another Christine book that Angie loves. One of her first ones she ever read. So we watched together. It's a three-part, three-part, um, hour-long, you know, TV like little mini series. I'm watching. I'm like, I can't figure out who did this. It's well acted, great story, good. The result, it, it dark. The the like, you figure it out, and it it doesn't play. It goes against a lot. I I thought it's gonna ding ding doom happy ending. Didn't give it to you, and I loved it. I, I it ended, and I was like, oh man, who needs a drink? Like it was dark, dude. Nice. It was. It was. I enjoyed it. I really liked it. So it's a BBC original. I watched it on BritBox. You can probably watch it there if you want. So why didn't they ask Evans by Dr. House himself? And he's in it, and he's a great actor. Oh, sweet. He is awesome. Dr. House is always Uh, fun. House was great. All right. I'm going to do an audible here. Do it. My number two is Letter Kenny. It's fantastic. Um, This is number three. No, it's not. That did Pepsi you went, you went Evans. First. You went first. Oh no! Oh no! You only done one so far. Yeah, this is my number. 
You put you write the sticking numbers four, next it's to number them. four. I'm sorry. Write them the way you want me to read them, then, ass. <laughs> Dude, it's in the wrong order. It's 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 a, like number Listen, one is five. You're dyslexic. <laughs> so my number four is Letter Kenny because it's incredible, hilarious, Canadian like skit show. Listen, just the little clips I've sent you. Dude, listen, I watched a clip of it years ago randomly, and I'm like, what is it? And I was crying laughing. I mean, I could, I'm like, Squirrel, you love Squirrely Dan. Dude, listen, <laughs> sometimes it's so fast. The writing is just so fast. Mm-hmm. It's so back and forth. Yes. It is. I'm, I've never watched a full episode. I just watched clips. It's funny, dude. Dude, this the new season just came out. I already watched it all. What's it, what's it on? Hulu. Oh, man. So the sister... Is saving up for these Doc Martens. She <laughs> buys these Doc Martens and they're like, What are you wearing? She's like, this like these, shoes or pants? Shoes. Okay. She's like, these never, these are classics. And so every time she says anything, they're like, Don't you have a Mighty Mighty Boston's concert to go to? <laughs> and they're like, and then she'll say something later in the episode, and they'll be like, Aren't you supposed to be at Warp Tour? <laughs> like, it's so funny, dude. Dude, <laughs> Letter Kenny is amazing. Dude, the burns on that show. I mean, you think you've heard every burn in the in your ever, and they just come no. up with new ones, and you're like, "That's a good burn, dude. It's a great burn." All right, you're number three. My number three. I have a Marvel TV show called Ms. Marvel. As long as it ain't Mrs. Hulk, dude, it ain't no She Hulk, bro. Ugh. Ms. Marvel. I'm bringing my kids to India in February. I go to India all the time. I lo- India's a country I have a great affection for. I spent two years living out there. Um, and this movie's about, it's a show is about a girl from Pakistan, which India and Pakistan have a very have a shared history. And the show told a lot of the story of when India and Pakistan, when they basically became two nations, how the, the one became two in the civil war that happened. And it, it shows, a, um, it tells the story, shows dramatic what happened. My kids were pulled into the history of India and now know a lot of the culture. They know a lot of like what's normative in that place. But beyond that, I, it was such fun to have a such a unique character and family be the, the heart of the story. Like the Pakistani family, the Muslim family, you come to love them. Like you come to love their world and their culture. And Mike, I just, it was a show I watched and I just enjoyed it so much. Um, she, her best friend is this white kid from school. And he tries so hard to like honor their Muslim traditions and eat their food and like say their prayers. And he's an American. He doesn't know Muslim world. It's it's really funny. This one of the brothers is a conservative Muslim, so he's like really like the, the beard and the the headpiece. And he's always trying to make his sister not be worldly, the American girl, teen girl. And it's funny because I know the Christian version of that. I don't know the Muslim version of that. Like the the Jesus freak, the the Allah freak. It's really funny because. I'm like, it exists in their world too. The guys exist in our world. And so I really enjoyed the show. My kids loved it. It was the only Marvel show I finished. Didn't finish Moon Knight. Did, I watched one episode of Moon Knight, one episode of She Hulk. Ms. Marvel was the one I finished I and Moon liked. Moon Knight was one that you liked. It was all right. Like, great cast. But I'm like, mm, I mean, great cast. But episode one, awesome. Episode two was like, wah, wah. I'm like, oh, I'm out. So, dude, we're in that. We're in that world where it's like, if you don't have me, I'm Listen, gone. if your show is okay, I can't go with you. No. You got to do, a, like, there's a lot of okay shows being made. 
And listen, that's not bad. If you want entertainment and you got time, I don't got a lot of time. I want the shows that are gonna blow my hair back. Which a lot of my a lot of my list are three episode, four episode, because I'm just like something short and sweet. Ms. Marvel is eight episodes. Loved it. Loved the ride. Letter Kenny's like 22 minutes. I, I love it, dude. Perfect. Love it. And this reminds us of one coming up on you, your list pretty soon. Okay. My number th- three. Yep. Only Murders in the Building. What a show. Dude, season two is even better than season one. It's better. I didn't even think that that was possible. I didn't watch it for some like, I don't want to be disappointed. I don't want to be let down. But Angie's like. I, I t- it took me a while to watch season two. Angie was like, Resto, you watch YouTube. Let's watch a show together. So I'm like, okay. I turn on Murders, Murders Season 2. First of all, Steve Martin and Martin Short. Genius. Comic genius. They're in their 70s, bro. How I'm sad so grateful we get one more work from them. Like, they gave us enough gifts. Yeah. They gave us three amigos. They gave us planes and automobiles. They've given us so much. And they're giving us more. And I'm so... Some of their comedic timing. It'd be Martin Short. They're both of them. And you know what? Selena Gomez. It's fantastic. And even the cast around them. The one gay neighbor is great. His storyline this season was great. I'm a librarian. <laughs> Shut up. That's our uh, motto. That's our motto. <laughs> Dude, I mean. That was so funny. Dude, this show, uh, Nathan Lane, is wonderful. Dude. There is some deep-seated stuff. Oh my gosh, dude! What a and the mystery was good. I didn't two episodes, two seasons in a row. I didn't figure it out. How about when the stunt double visits his ex in in prison? It, it, what a! Sh- and she's like, "Is this doing anything for you?" And she's like, "Oh yeah." And she's like, "Well, let's keep going, <laughs> <laughs> dude." Jane Lynch killing it, killing it, dude. Jane Lynch is Steve Martin's stunt double. How funny is that? It's so funny. Oh, jeez. Well, let's keep going. And she, she's lesbian, steals all those girlfriends, which is really funny, dude. Gosh, it's so good. Okay. My number two is a Star Wars show that came out this year called Obi-Wan. <laughs> what? You're just a nerd, bro. I'm a huge nerd. Man. Listen, you <laughs> and McGregor can act. Yo, no, she. Ewan McGregor, and I, I sometimes you don't know what a guy has until he does a role. And for us, that role was impossible. It's a performance that I will never get over. Dude. We were in the theater, weren't we? And we're, I mean, mouth open, can't, I can't believe what I'm seeing. What a movie the impossible was. So Ewan McGregor's in this, and they've brought back Anakin Skywalker, which um, Hayden Christensen. Now listen. <laughs> Hayden Christensen gets a lot of a lot of flack for his portrayal of Anakin in, in, in episodes two and three. It's not his fault. It's Lucas's fault. Terrible writing gives an actor nothing to do stuff with. Like he's being told, act like a whiny bee. That's not his fault. He's being told, and they build it. They build this movie, and he's a whiny lamo. In this story, we see the first the first meeting of Obi Wan as as invader after the Clone Wars. It is a. I enjoy the story, and Ewan McGregor. There are scenes, him as an actor. He just he has it, and he can do it, and I love watching him. The the climax, of the, like there's a a little subplot in the middle. I'm like ah, but when when it's Obi Wan and Anakin. 
That show is on fire. Me and Angie and the kids loved it. So we were standing up. Last episode of the series, we're on, we're, I'm, I'm on my feet. How long are the episodes? 45. That's a long episode, dude. Long episode. That's why Only Murders, though, that 25-minute format, It's I need one of those in my life. An hour long, that's a lot of commitment. A lot. That 30-minute, you can just, you can just a little snacky snack, go to bed. It's awesome. Kids go to bed, Only Murders, we go to bed. Booyah. All right, my number two. Number two, baby. All right, my number two number is two. gonna be Wednesday. Ooh, um, <laughs> the girl plays Wednesday is perfect. Um, it's one of those I couldn't just watch one episode. It was always at least two because something's happening, and you gotta see at least the beginning of this next episode. Um, it's great cliffhanger. It's about it's it's. Adam's family. Well, yeah, but it's a, it's around particularly Wednesday. Yes. Um, trouble kid can't stay in the same school because she keeps getting suspended. Um, dark. It's a gothic high school. It's perfect. I loved it. Everything about it, I loved it. Lena's seen it, right? Yeah, she loved it. Thing, how do you make a hand? He's the best part of the whole show. He literally steals the he's show. The best show. He's, he's how can a hand be that expressive emotionally? I don't know, her her wolf roommate. She's like, yeah. Me and Thing gave each other petties. And, and, and I'm just like, her <laughs> manicures, manies, and so funny, dude. Dude, it is. When he gets attitude with her, he's just reading the magazine, ignoring her, dude. Dude, <laughs> this show. First of all, it brought Adam Sandler to a whole new generation. Yep. You know what? Wednesday's what Munsters wanted to be. I still haven't watched it. I watched five minutes, and it's terrible. Rob Zombie. You watch that Munsters, you're like, there's no way you ever made a good movie. And I know he has. But this movie's so bad, you're like, you must have sucked your whole career. But I know he made good. I don't know how he made this this bad. Wednesday, eight episodes, right? Something like that. Murder mystery. Great reveal. Awesome. awesome. Great cliffhangers. There's not a waste. Ep- There's no episode that's boring. Nope. Every episode's great. Yep. When There's the Adam no, family comes back no, like to visit, no fillers. great. Uncle Fetch episode, great. <laughs> Do they go to see the uh, therapist? Uh, <laughs> Dude, it's incredible. It's incredible. It's this show is on. Un- Even the good the episode was around Mortis and Gomez. Incredible, man. Loved this series. Loved it. Awesome. Agreed. My number one of the year, I can't believe it happened. I can't either. Especially after what you told me. It's Station Eleven. I was, Am I going to have to watch this? I was sitting in the barber chair, and Zach says, you got to watch the show. It came out. It premiered December 21st, 2021, but it came out through 2022. You know what I'm saying? Now, this, we suffer, the show suffers for one reason. And I feel bad. It's HBO. HBO makes good TV. That's what they do. They make good TV. Episode one is so good. It is so good. You have to like reorient yourself for the story. Like, episode one is like a movie. You gotta settle into the show part for episode two. Like episode one is the end of the world. And it just it's like the first part of the stand. You know what I'm saying? How that's the cool in the book. It's like it's 100 pages of the super flu destroying America, destroying the world. Station 11, I'll just give you the, the I've talked about it so much. 
was how I know I really enjoyed it. So people decided to write a book about what would happen if the Spanish flu happened in modern-day America. And they wrote a story about it before COVID. Yeah. They started filming this um, in, like, you know, before COVID hit. They're filming it, and COVID hits. So they had to film this all under pandemic conditions. Oh, uh, no, they started filming before, and it starts coming, and, and, and it comes out after we're in the middle of COVID land. And it's unreal to watch what they got right and wrong. It's unreal, like, like, like it's the Egypt flu instead of the, you know, Chinese flu. It's crazy. It's on. The first episode is just watching the world slowly fall is so good, dude. It's like, watching it, I felt sick. I remembered the days after the NBA closed it and then the schools and then it just, like, the dominoes started falling. And we didn't know how bad it was going to be. Like, thankfully, it wasn't as bad as we thought it was going to be. It wasn't. But for the moment, we all thought, oh, shoot. Like people are gonna, there's gonna be death in a way we've never seen in our lifetime. But um, Station Eleven, episode seven of eight, maybe one of the best episodes of television I've ever seen in my entire life. The 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 context, the character arc, the filming, the story, the emotion. Angie was almost weeping watching it. It was powerful. I don't love how the story resolved. It's on Netflix? HBO Max. Max. But it's satisfying, but it's not what I... Th- it it kind of turned. It was like it was a freight train, and then it just goes, you know, this other direction. It didn't, it didn't, it didn't go... It, I, I was waiting for it to hit the wall and explode, and it doesn't do that. It does something else. It's worth the watch. Um, Angie wanted to watch it with me, and it sucked her in. She had to watch it. it was, it's that good. It sucked her in. Um, there are some hecka cliffhangers in this. So, now number one to station 11. All right. If you know my um, sense of humor, this is not going to be a surprise at all. My number one is Shorzy. Shorzy is a character from Letterkenny. Unreal. They make a whole show around him. You finally see his face. Wait, you didn't see his face in the letter, never, Kenny? Never. What? Because he's Wayne. The main guy, that's Shorzy. Jerry Kelso plays both. I didn't realize that's that. That's hilarious. Um, so how in the show, is he just like on a phone or like behind a bar or where, like or off it's screen? Always, it, it's always it, when he's the ref or when he's the hockey oh. player, he's got like a, uh, a yeah, yeah, yeah. visor and... Um, it's always like him from the back when he's working out. Um, just best mother jokes I've ever heard. But in the show, six 30-minute episodes. And it's in, way deep in Canada. And it's like single-A hockey. I love it. And, ah, man, it's just clever. There's even a little bit of heart. It's bruiser hockey. It's like goon, dude. It's a goon series. It's amazing. And um, a lot of very adult perverted humor. <laughs> it's, ho- it's hockey humor. Uh, easy watch. Hilarious. They better do a season two. It's just it's too good not to have another season. <laughs> so, yeah, I know Letterkenny and Shorzy made it, but it's what I enjoyed the most this year. Dude, it's what it is. So that's my list. That's the list. 
Checking in twice. So, I need to support the show. Give us the money, Lebowski. Go to patreon.com slash Give a dollar a month to make the podcast go. It pays Don't the bills. Don't be a cheap bastard. <laughs> if you're enjoying it, throw us a bone. It's a bone, you lucky you dog. lucky dog. <laughs> Did I tell you who was supposed to play that role? Yes, who was it? Sam Kennison. Unreal, dude. Go back to Jersey, you <laughs> moron! I think Buster was... was he did he great, was perfect. dude. He was perfect. Dude, listen, I watched it this year, and I, I literally tried to, like, just do something, like, I work on my bills while that, the scene happens. Can't. Still gets me. Even just hearing it. Even, so Buster Poindexter is doing nothing but busting his balls. But there's even that scene where he's looking at Bill Murray, and he's shaking his head like this dirty dog. <laughs> oh, oh, <laughs> Would you go and get a job and buy a choo choo? Like, <laughs> and he's covered in blood. And he just lays on the couch. Like, What's next for us? Redroom.threadless.com to buy a t shirt. You can listen to the podcast on iTunes Podcast Store. Uh, or Spotify, or Amazon. <clears throat> Let the show leave a review. You can follow the show on Facebook at facebook.com slash Um We'll be coming in the new year hot with some uh, some movies. We're not going to some now because we don't know. So, uh, as always, I'm Ernesto. And I'm Antonio. And we'll see you next year at the Red Rum Theater.